Welcome to Peace of Mind. Deeply and warmly welcome. Yeah, maybe we start with this question inside. Am I worthy of peace? Am I worthy of peace of mind? Yeah. Yeah, we can just let ourselves go within. Being open to experiencing that worthiness. It is right here. We never had to go anywhere to get it. Even if we've seemed to go many places, We've never really left God. We never really left. And in this moment, you can be right here. Completely with whatever is here in you. in this one divine moment. This holy instant without beginning nor end. 
The invitation here is to never come back from this deeply peaceful, restful presence that is always available. And it's very simple. We often believe things should be complicated and hard. It should be hard to reach peace of mind. But it is simple. Just really to accept it. To remove everything that would make it complicated. I was thinking of the obstacles to peace. In the course, the first obstacle to peace is the desire to get rid of peace. That's a strange desire. Why would we want to get rid of peace ever? There must be a sick death wish or something <laughs> behind such desire. But you are its home. You are the home of peace. If you don't accept that you're the home of peace, peace is homeless. And if it would extend at all, it must begin with you. It cannot be if you don't accept peace, it, the whole world will be without peace, you will see a messy or a nervous world, a world with obstacles and problems. But if you allow peace to extend from you, from your core, from who you are, then everything peaceful so what is the cost 
Why would you want peace, homeless? What do you think that it must dispossess to dwell with you? What seems to be the cost you're so unwilling to pay? The little barrier of sand still stands between you and your brother. So that's, that's the problem. The little barrier of sand. <laughs> Some sort of barrier. Judgment. Judgment of others. Would you reinforce it now? This barrier. You're not asked to let it go for yourself alone. Christ asks it of you for himself. He would bring peace to everyone. And how can he do it except through you? Would you let a little bank of sand, a wall of dust, a tiny seeming barrier stand between your brother and salvation? Would you let this barrier stand between your brothers and salvation? And yet, this little remnant of attack you cherish still against your brother is the first obstacle the peace in you encounters in its going forth. This little wall of hatred would still oppose the will of God and keep it limited. But the Holy Spirit's purpose rests in peace within you. Yet, you are still unwilling to let it join you wholly. You still oppose the will of God just by a little. And that little is a limit you would place upon the whole. God's will is one, not many. It has no opposition, for there is none beside it. What you would still contain behind your little barrier and keep separate from your brother seems mightier than the universe, for it would hold back the universe and its creator. Such a powerful mind. That we can seem to do that. This little wall would hide the purpose of heaven and keep it from heaven. But peace could not depart from you. It could not depart from God and therefore it could not depart from you. Fear not this little obstacle, the little obstacle of desiring to get rid of peace because of judgment or attack. Fear not this little obstacle. This obstacle cannot contain the will of God. 
peace will flow across it and join you without hindrance. You have no purpose apart from your brother, nor apart from the one you ask the Holy Spirit to share with you. The little wall will fall away so quietly beneath the wings of peace. For peace will send its, its messengers from you to all the world. And barriers will fall away before their coming as easily as those that you interpose will be surmounted. To overcome the world is no more difficult than to surmount your little wall. That's beautiful. That's the powerful mind again. To overcome the world is no more difficult than to surmount your little wall. For in the miracle of your holy relationship, without this barrier is every miracle contained. That's pretty good. <laughs> so in your acceptance of your brother, in your forgiveness, in your holy relationship, it's every miracle contained. That seems to be one miracle, but everything is contained in that. All healing is done. There is no order of difficulty in miracles, for they're all the same. Each is a gentle winning over from the appeal of guilt to the appeal of love. To choose love over guilt. And this cannot fail to be accomplished wherever it is undertaken. Wherever there is willingness to appeal to love instead of guilt, it is happening. Guilt can raise no real barrier against it. And all that seems to stand between you and your brother must fall away because of the appeal you answered. I want no obstacle to peace. I don't want to get rid of peace. He's calling it a little insane wish to get rid of him whom you invited. So it's a twisted mind, you know, inviting first your brother, inviting the truth, and then desiring to get rid of it. This must produce conflict. As you look upon the world, this little wish, uprooted and floating aimlessly, can land and settle briefly upon anything, 
for it has no purpose now. <laughs> this little, it's become smaller, this wish to get rid of peace, and it's aimless, and it seems to be able to just cause a tiny interruption in love's appeal. <laughs> Again, we can become like spiritual detectives in our minds to find out what our beliefs are. When we, when we don't feel good, there is some desire to get rid of peace and there is some idea, some misunderstanding in us that just needs to be seen. He says, the feather, this feather of a wish, this tiny illusion, this microscopic remnant of the belief in sin is all that remains of what once seemed to be the world. Hmm. It was good. If that's all that's left. It is no longer an unrelenting barrier to peace. Its pointless wandering makes its results appear to be more erratic and unpredictable than before. Yet, what could be more unstable than a tightly organized delusional system? Its seeming stability is its pervasive weakness, which extends to everything. The variability the little remnant induces merely indicates its limited results. How mighty can a little feather be before the great wings of truth? Can it oppose an eagle's flight or hinder the advance of summer? Can it interfere with the effects of summer's sun upon a garden covered by the snow? See but how easily this little wisp is lifted up and carried away, never to return, and part with it in gladness, not regret. Would you not rather greet the summer sun than fix your gaze upon a disappearing snowflake and shiver in remembrance of the winter's cold? Yeah, I think we would. We would rather greet the summer sun than be fixated on the little snowflake that is melting away. The next part, because this is just, so this is about the obstacles for peace, and this is the first one, the desire to get rid of it, and it has different parts in it. The first one he talks about is the attraction of guilt. The attraction of guilt produces fear of love. For love would never look on guilt at all. So if we have attraction to guilt, we're afraid of love. We want guilt, we're afraid of love because love would dismiss guilt.
the nature of love is to look only on the truth. For there it sees itself. So he talks about fear here. It says fear looks on guilt with just the same devotion that love looks on itself. We don't want to be devoted to guilt. We can release the fear. Because each has messengers which it sends forth. Both fear and love has messengers. And which return to it with messages written in the language in which they're going forth was asked. course we'll receive back what we send out if we let fierce messengers go out from us we get back messengers messages of fear so we want to question this fear in mind we don't need it love's messengers are gently sent and return with messages of love and gentleness The messengers of fear are harshly ordered to seek out guilt and cherish every scrap of evil and of sin that they can find, losing none of them on pain of death and laying them respectfully before their Lord and Master. Perception cannot obey two masters, each asking for messages of different things in different languages. What fear would feed upon, love overlooks. What fear would feed upon, love overlooks. What fear demands, love cannot even see. The fierce attraction that guilt holds for fear is wholly absent from love's gentle perception. The fierce attraction that guilt holds for fear is wholly absent from love's gentle perception. What love would look upon is meaningless to fear and quite invisible. Relationships in this world are the result of how the world is seen. And this depends on which emotion was called on to send its messengers to look upon it and return with word of what they saw. Fierce messengers are trained through terror and they tremble when their master calls on them to serve him. For fear is merciless, even to its friends. Its messengers steal guiltily away in hungry search of guilt, for they are kept cold and starving and made very vicious by their master who allows them to feast only upon what they return to him. No little shred of guilt escapes their hungry eyes. And in their savage search for sin, they pounce on any living thing they see and carry it screaming to their master to be devoured. <laughs> yeah. This is why Jesus can call it wrong mind, you know, because it's... It sees only error, since it sees only reflections of guilt 
and it wants to make wrong. <clears throat> Send not these savage messengers into the world to feast upon it and prey upon reality, but they will bring you word of bones and skin and flesh. They have been taught to seek for the corruptible and to return with gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> Your cheeks. With cheeks filled with things decayed and rotten. To them, such things are beautiful because they seem to ally their savage pangs of hunger, for they are frantic with the pain of fear and would avert the punishment of him who sends them forth by offering him what they hold dear. It almost gives a bad feeling. <laughs> The Holy Spirit has given you love's messengers to send instead of those you train through fear. They are as eager to return to you what they hold dear as are the others. If you send them forth, they will see only the blameless and the beautiful, the gentle and the kind. They will be as careful to let no little act of charity, no tiny expression of forgiveness, no little breath of love escape their notice. And they will return with all the happy things they found to share them lovingly with you. Be not afraid of them. They offer you salvation. Theirs are the messages of safety. For they see the world as kind. It's beautiful. As we read this, we can allow this. We can see perhaps part of our mind, part of our psyche where, where this is needed, where this is called for. To bring in the Holy Spirit's messengers for healing. If you send forth only the messengers the Holy Spirit gives you, wanting no messages but theirs, you will see fear no more. The world will be transformed before your sight, cleansed of all guilt and softly brushed with beauty. The world contains no fear that you laid not upon it. Did you hear that? The world contains no fear that you laid not upon it. If we don't lay our fear on the world, there is no fear in the world. This is how, how powerful our mind is. And he's so beautifully giving it to us. There's nothing held back here. This tells me we can choose. There is hope. There is no situation that is too difficult here. The power of the mind decides. So the world contains no fear that you laid not upon it, and none you cannot ask love's messengers to remove from it and see it still. So love's messengers can remove all fear. Without exception, there is no difficulty, there is no order of 
difficulty. There's no order in illusion. There's no order <laughs> in the miracles. You know, there's no situation that is too difficult. It's all the same to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has given you his messengers to send to your brother and return to you with what love sees. They have been given to replace the hungry dogs of fear you sent instead, and they go forth to signify the end of fear. And love would set a feast before you on a table covered with a spotless cloth, set in a quiet garden where no sound but singing and softly joyous whispering is ever heard. This is a feast that honors your holy relationship and at which everyone is welcomed as an honored guest. And in a holy instant, grace is said by everyone together as they join in gentleness before the table of communion. And I will join you there as long ago I promised and promise still. For in your new relationship am I made welcome. And where I am made welcome, there I am. Okay. <laughs> Very good. This feels good, right? This feels good to me. <laughs> yeah. We just need to open the door inside to whatever still feels unhealed, whatever still feels difficult. Open the door to the Holy Spirit's light to shine in. We can do this. So if you want to read this yourself later on, it's from chapter 19, part four. And it's in A. <laughs> it has many different sections, this one. But it's all good. Even the introduction is so beautiful to this chapter. If you want to go and read it. So how are you doing? Do you feel peaceful? Or is there anything you'd like to explore here tonight? Matthew? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to share 
something um, that really relates to what you've been reading. It's it's about the fear of love. And um, a pattern I've noticed in myself, especially in the last few months, is when um, when I perceive someone has a little issue with me, they, they seem, you know, a little off or a little bit annoyed, you know, there's a bit of distance. And then, then it passes, you know, maybe a day later, and it's 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 kind of gone and there's a connection again. I often notice there's part of me that wants to go back to the slight bit of distance because it, it, yeah, there's part of me just feels safer with that rather than connection again. Like uh, it it doesn't last, so to speak. I just notice it occur in my mind each time. This sudden, oh, I, I want to go back to the distance. You know, there's, there's almost like a rejection of the love. It's, yeah, it's really stood out to me these last, um, anytime it's happened in the last couple of months, it's real apparent in my mind. It's like, well, I actually, part of me prefers the separation. Yeah, that's so good to see. Yeah. It's madness, you know, but. Really? It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to see that desire for loss of peace <laughs> the desire for separation yeah the what you're reading was interesting like i can notice the fear but i can't really connect it consciously to the guilt that must be there first because there's a line that really stood out to me there was the the fierce attraction that guilt has for fear. Like that's when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's that's really mind-blowing. But but I'm not so much aware of the guilt. I, I, I sense the fear of, of the love, you know, fear of the connection, but where is the guilt? It, you know, it must be there beneath that, but yeah, I'm not so aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can just practice forgiveness with what you are aware of. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If you can catch the fear, great. If you can catch the guilt, great. You know, <laughs> either one of them, you know, when you release, when you hand it over. Yeah. Okay. Just work with what is in your awareness. You don't have to go seeking for yeah. something deeper. Yeah. But yeah, it feels good just to expose this pattern because I do I do want the connection, really. You know, that's that's what like you said, that's where the peace is and that's where the answer is. And yeah, I want to stay in that because I I want I want to be happy and I want to be peaceful and I want to stay in that place. Yeah. Yeah, I'll join you in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, amazing reading. That really was powerful. Mm -hmm. Lucia? I feel that um, I'm very, very in touch with the guilt. 
um, I think a lot of the time I feel guilty for not being able to feel at peace. It's like a double. I just put a lot of pressure on myself to um, to get it now. Like when you were speaking, I, in the beginning, as you were reading, I, w I was feeling so uh, just a lot of intensity in my body and I was really being drawn to like the sharpness that I was feeling in my heart and my head. Um, and then I just thought, and then I had thoughts of feeling guilty and when am, when are you going to get this or when are you going to feel at peace or you, and even the words from the course, like caused me to feel like anxiety, like, um, and then when you started talking about the Holy Spirit at the end and the end part, I was, yeah, I just felt the peace come over me in that point. Um, But yeah, there's this kind of feeling like of harshness in, towards myself that I should be somewhere different than I am. Be further, be further I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, or, or that I'm not doing it correctly or mm. just questioning, am I doing the forgiveness work correctly? Mm. Um, And that's just another trick, you know, this idea of failure in the past that you have failed somehow. So now you have to pay the price or now you it's harder to get clear or come back to peace. Or, and there's a trick, you know, you have gone deeper and this is why it also feels more difficult. Like I read a line there. Um, about how it can feel more, um, I don't know what word you use, but disillusioning or more strange because you have actually gone deeper. So I really want to share that with you and that, you know, this, you cannot judge your advances from your retreats. You don't really know. So this judgmental thought, it is wrong. This, this thought of that you don't, you should get it and you don't get it. But, you know, that's harshness. That is the ego's way. That is not love's way. Mm. I really feel like taking your hand. So, spirit is gentle and kind. <laughs> <laughs> if we read the course, we have to throw away the eagle's glasses. We cannot read the course with the eagle's glasses. It's too hard. Yeah, because sometimes I, I want to throw the course across the room. <laughs> like. <laughs> I just want to like chuck it at the wall like <laughs> and then I I was thinking today like um it's the other way around that's the trick it's like no this is Jesus and he's trying to reach me and he's gentle and soft 
So it's yeah. the, the ego is the, the anger and the, yeah. but, my, but my mind was like, no, it's the course. But, <laughs> but I, I just saw that trick and I was like, oh, thank God I see that trick because it's my lifeline. Like this course is my lifeline. And if I throw it out, <laughs> then yeah, it's what I just can't. So yeah. Truth is patience too. And you know, I remember the day I checked the course right in David's stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get rid of both him and the course. And and he was just this image of, you know, detachment. He was not touched by it. He was just looking at me. <laughs> Love. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that's the symbol of the love in the course and the yeah, what Jesus shares with us. It's people not touched by it. <laughs> it's just anger. It's just the ego's anger at God and it has to come up for release. That's what it is. Yeah. It can be seen too. Thanks for lifting up this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Wesley? Yeah, I mean, what you read was just, it was just everything. Even when I wasn't hearing the words, I was feeling the presence behind it. And it was just, yeah. There's, yeah, I don't know what to say. It just feels like there's a lot of release happening. Um, yeah, one of the things that you read said, you know, do you want to focus on the summer sun or do you want to fix your eyes on the, the melting away of the last snowflake? <sighs> Yesterday, I joined with someone who was depressed and I, I extended with her, Carol, the first person I ever joined with you with, Jenny. Um, she was afraid of not having money and all this. And so I just extended what a miracle worker is and how everything's taken care of and our experience with that. And then before this session, um, I listened to her reply and she was like, I got this invitation to go to Austria to help someone organize their house. And I got this commission for a drum and I got this other money. It all just like showed up and like, <laughs> You know, like, oh, thank God, because she's been such this, like, strong mirror. Like, it's like, what's happening with Carol? It's like, oh, well, there's, there's what's happening with my mind. And so I could just, I just like, oh, thank you. I, I, even though I wasn't feeling that, like, totally myself, I was like, I knew the witness was there and I could see how the sun was going to, you know, begin to shine in the mind. And, and so, yeah, and then, you know, stuff comes up in the mind and there's still some judgments and whatever, but it's like, what do I want to focus on? The sun is beginning to shine and I want to keep, fix my gaze there. And yeah, this morning I asked, I said, what do you like? Cause I have had some stuff coming up. I said, what do you want me to do? And then I opened Facebook and I saw your post come to our satsang at 7:30, And I was like, okay, I get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I showed up and, and there was this little bit of doubt there because last time we joined, it was like, okay, make it obvious. Do we come to the community or not? And it was made really obvious to let what was happening here be. And, and then it was like the invitation, are you willing to be worthy of, of peace to let that in? And it was like, okay, you know, that's the answer to my prayer. That's what I want. I don't want to do these things in the world, whatever I think is going to get me something or whatever. It's like, I want the peace in my mind right now. And, and that's from the guidance, you know, that's from what would you have me do, you know, sit here and go on Facebook, like it doesn't matter. It's like, what is the guidance in this moment, you know, and it was just so clear. Yeah. And so thank you um, for your willingness to just shine this light for us to come to and say yes. And yeah, I just want to say yes and look upon that sunshine um, and let the snowflake do whatever the snowflake is going to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you both. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, David. Making things clear and obvious for us when we can't see. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been putting it out, you know, every time we have a session, but today was so clear. Just Put it out on Facebook now, you know, we were driving. <laughs> yeah. Had to make a stop. She put her phone down, came back 15 minutes later. The phone was ready for her to finish making the post. Yeah, normally the phone goes to sleep and you lose it, you know, you lose the post you prepare. But no, it was still there laying over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to the Holy Spirit. Even before this session, I was, I was like saying, well, what are we going to do tonight? You know, I went to the bathroom and I was like, obstacles to peace. You know, just the idea was given me just two minutes before we started. <laughs> so, yeah. So grateful to how simple it is. You know, the guidance just comes in. You just need to be open, you know. Prepared <laughs> to you guys. And next. Hi, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yep. Well, with different headsets and things, but um, yeah, perfect reading as as always, somehow. And um, all I can see in my mind in my relationship here with with is that little bag of sand 
and it's showing up so so strongly and it's like I want to project it out because it's so painful to look at um and it's just you know it's all in my mind you know like trying to bring it back in and um and accept and there's been such a lot of feelings and emotions going on and um Oh yeah, it's I feel like I just want to strengthen that desire, you know, prayer to strengthen that desire to to step step over this this bag of sand, you know, this um that holds everything, you know. Talk about holographic, it's like, you know, just one one little thing and it's like the whole world is just madness and you know I'm I'm, cre I'm the one that's actually creating it it's like fuck um yeah so that fear to to just step beyond this I, I just really want to place it on the altar and and see the desire for love that's that's there but just gets yeah overridden and there's so many desires in that, you know, like that I want to hold up a good face. I don't want to be seen as somebody that's, you know, like bloody nuisance or whatever, you know, the ego tells me that I am. It's like, yeah, all all this stuff is all rolled into it. And it's messy, it's really messy. But yeah, the desire for the truth is there as well. So that's yeah. And just to allow you to be so authentic in the moment, to just feel how you feel in the moment and be so open to the Holy Spirit about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's part of it is it feels like, yeah, I'm being shut down. So I, I can't be authentic. And it's like, well, that can't be true either. So what's going on in my mind? <sighs> yeah. yeah, and it is to, to hand over that, you know, that the, the one that is the reflection, you know, the person who seems to shut you down. Hand that one over to the Holy Spirit. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. And, you know yeah practice yeah. maybe I teach only love for that is what you are you know just ask love for help there you know mm. so thank you yeah yeah we love you so much Anne. yeah oh, you too so grateful the answers are clear it's you know it's up to to me to completely accept and step over that yeah so thank you yeah i love that image too i always picture like a little like centimeter tall little wall of dust you know it's like how easy that is to just step over it, ignore it. 
feel the vibration inside of me is really changing. It's like, this feels beautiful, actually. So, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a beautiful message. When I step back, the light in me steps forward. Inevitable. I feel like I want to cheer you up, Graciela. I want to cheer you on and cheer you up. <laughs> <laughs> Follow your heart. Follow your heart. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> so, have been very challenging this last week. I'm going through a lot of my demons. And when Servine was sharing, her daughter was hungry and she didn't want to make her happy. And this, I'm very fearful about this. I don't know why I'm guilty that I'm going for God. It's like I'm going to drugs or I'm going to alcohol. I don't know. It's like I don't feel that I'm doing right. And I am scared of people judging me. I want the blessing of everybody. Saying, okay, Gra, you are amazing. You are doing very well. You are doing for everybody. And it's so ridiculous. I'm more fearful of what people will say about me. I don't really see you messing up anything. I know. <laughs> You're lovingly I... wanting to take some steps and he's invited to come along. And it's, there's no messing, you know? You're just wanting to be true to your heart, and to your calling, because you don't want to compromise. You don't want to... You, you don't want to be where you can't really be, or you can't really expand. You want to go where you're welcome. That's all. You just want to take some steps for healing, for awakening. You're not really messing up anything here. I think that guilt is 
it's just the ego trying to bombard you with some doubts, but it's not justified. Guilt is never justified. You can hand over that guilt. And now he's saying, you are always in this meeting. I hate this meeting. You are not playing with me. And it's, I think it's the reflection of, I believe that is a sin I'm going for God. It's like a selfish, selfishness. Yeah, so that's just doubts. That's just doubt thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It couldn't be a sin to go for God. I know that this is the most important thing. But yeah. it's like I'm guilty. Well, if you don't release your guilt, you cannot play with him with your full heart either. You know, the guilt is the obstacle no matter what you do, but whatever you do, trust it. You're following your heart, you're following the spirit. It's just some reflections of doubts that you're looking at. And I was trying to get rid of guilt, trying to run away from the fear. And I remember when gathering of David, his kid that was dreaming that he was running from a monster. And he said, so next time you stop and look at the monster's eyes mm. and then he makes friends with the monster. <laughs> I'm trying to do this because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, face the fear, turn around and look fear straight in the eye. That's it. All the guilt. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love you, Josiah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this has been really beautiful. Again. Let's join in this powerful intention to send out love's messengers let them return to us rest in the moment peacefully yeah jesus's description of guilt messengers is so kind of stark but uh, just get this image of like a little fluffy dog, like wanting to lick your face, or like love's messengers. 
It's nice. Today we came down to dinner in Francisco. A dog lives here with us. Uh, he just was under the table and he just came up and just wanted to lick everywhere he could my, my legs and my hands and everything. <laughs> just so welcoming, <laughs> so loving. <laughs> Good to welcome everyone comes to the table. <laughs> It's Matthew. Now her, her, we heard the same name at the same time for the dog. It was Spirit telling us the new name. St. Francis. Oh, sweet. My big, big heart hugs to you all. Yeah, you so are very loved. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lots of hugs. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs>